This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Good day, everybody. My name is Mike Gaskell. I'm a principal author. My latest book, Leading Schools Through Trauma, is out, and it's timely. And I've also presented at numerous conferences, and this is my podcast. It's called Big Ideas in Small Windows. And I want to talk to you a little bit about what big ideas in small windows are, because it's going to help. It's going to help you. It's going to help kids. It's going to help families. It's going to help teachers. And the concept is simple, and that's the beauty of it. Big ideas are important yet simplistic things in these small windows. We're all very busy. We all have everything to do all the time. And we really just need to capture those most important moments and then take advantage of them and understand how to best leverage those times. So I'm gonna be sharing with you some really great tools during my podcast. Each week I've written over 30 articles and most of the things that I write in there are the things I wanna share with you and new ideas, things that you can apply right away for kids, for adults, for everybody. So stay tuned. So every episode will generally include a study or studies, a story, and most importantly of all, applying that directly to a strategy so that we can embrace that understanding and then use it to help kids. The first thing I wanna talk about is I wanna zoom out a little and talk about small wins. So the concept of small wins actually originates in the business and corporate world. And ironically, we see this happen so often where these great ideas tend to come from either industry or a capital-based business of some sort. And they don't always make their way down to kids quickly. So I'm gonna be that bridge. I'm gonna be giving you that information and talk to you about how it can help and bring kids up to speed and help us support them. So small wins is something that has been generally researched. We've seen it in things like the Harvard Business Review. And Stephen Collar, one of my favorite authors, talks about small wins in slightly different ways. And so do other authors, including the author of Atomic Habits. But I want to just mention a quote from Stephen Kotler's most recent book, The Art of Impossible. Motivation comes from little win after little win after little win. You've just got to start. So his whole thing is, and so is so much about small wins and the research, because he bases everything on research, is that you just got to get started. And then cumulatively, you keep going. And if you've gone this far, perhaps you're willing to go a little bit further, right? So this is this whole concept of building on small win after small win. You think of the greats in the world, 
And there's some quick examples here, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Tom Brady, somebody I just had a pleasure of speaking with who will be out on a, a later podcast, a DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. They didn't have overnight success. It may look like they had overnight success, but they were years in the making. And these were small win after small win till they finally reached this threshold where they met that success. So it's that kind of patience. So how do we get kids there? And I'm going to share a couple of examples in this episode, and I will be doing that throughout. So there's a little known researcher named Emmy Weirner. And Emmy Weirner did some really cool stuff that started in the 50s and went over 40 years. She actually looked at newborns on an, a pretty isolated island, at least at the time, in Hawaii, Kauai. About 800 children were born that year. And she wanted to see what was going on with them throughout their life. And she really got some remarkable evidence of the kinds of things that we need to know about kids in terms of how they respond to trauma and being at a disadvantage. So first of all, about 800 kids uh, are born that year and she tracks them over four decades and up until the 90s. And what she finds is that about a third of these kids are disadvantaged. They may have factors like poverty, uh, a loss of a family member, addiction in their life, things that are surrounding them that should be causing them to really struggle. And yet out of that roughly 200 some odd kids, roughly 70 or 80 of them, demonstrated remarkable, positive, post-traumatic growth. And that's one of the things that we need to recognize, especially today. I mean, we're coming just about trying to get out of a pandemic and still struggling to do that. And people think, well, this is it. We can't really get kids to recover. And that's quite false. There's a lot of information I'll be sharing on upcoming episodes about why and how we can leverage challenges like this to actually help kids. So she basically identified three factors that helped these kids that were at risk and should have failed and were predicted to fail to not do so. The first thing was that they had protective factors in terms of aligning with a strong mentor in their life. It was almost like a surrogate parent. This could be a coach, a teacher, somebody who they could connect to that treated them with the kind of belief system that they could achieve and gave them that love and feedback that they may not easily have in their own life. The second protective factor was that they were strongly connected to some kind of an association. That association might be a team, a church affiliation, or something in school that's an organization. And then the third factor was their own internal resilience. So what's so great about these three factors is the first two are easy. We can, and when I say easy, I mean simple. They're not difficult to structure kids around in schools when people like me have the ability to do this. So I've spent a lot of my time making sure kids have these exposures and opportunities to be aligned to both a mentor and a strong affiliation with either school or another membership. The third factor is actually teachable. We can teach kids to develop internal qualities that help them be resilient. So again, I'm going to hit some really good strategies here that are big ideas in small windows. So we're going to get into a, some examples right now. I'm going to mention three specific types of things that we can do to help get kids nudged towards striving for small wins because half the battle I would argue is getting there once we get them into the game it starts happening you know the magic starts occurring a couple of these things are going to be you know sort of technology based and then the other ones are going to be more 
really kind of rudimentary basic we know this from research work so that's the dynamic thing about this i'm always going to give you a little bit of mixture of the things that we can leverage technologically because we now know from technology over the past couple of years that we can use technology to help kids so the uh, and then i'm also going to mention some other scientifically based things that really work for them so there's this concept that I'd like to call coffee talk. And the idea of this is that a moderate level of ambient noise, like in a, the background noise of a coffee shop, is really conducive to creating cognition, to getting focus, meaning being a tiny bit distracted from the external stimuli that's out there because it's everywhere around us actually helps you to be more settled and creative. This is why those aha moments happen. It's that sweet spot. It's a nexus between just enough distraction to get the external stuff out and then therefore channeling your focus for the real qualitative work. So I like to call this a distracted focus and it's a great concept. Now, how do you do this? Well, you can go to YouTube anywhere and just type in coffee house background noises or something like that and then have kids with their phone or device since every kid has one or both in schools now or just about every kid should, then have them plug in their headphones and listen to this. It takes about five minutes to get settled into it or so. Maybe a little bit more for some and maybe a little bit less for others. But generally speaking, this is a very effective technique to get kids really into the zone and focused on, okay, what's prioritized now? What's the deep, higher functioning thinking that I need to be doing to be successful in this work? And it's a really cool concept. So I definitely suggest coffee house chatter, as I like to call it, and try it out. There's, like I said, tons of searchable things online. And this is that piece of technology. It's okay for kids to be leveraging technology as we've learned over the last couple of years. The next one is called simply breathing exercises. And there's a, a lot of attention on this right now. I like one in particular called the 478 method, which is also searchable online and at YouTube. And there's even these things that show a ball like expanding and detracting so the kid can visualize it. And it's a really neat concept that's research-based. What's happening is you're breathing in for four seconds, you're holding for seven, and then you're breathing out for eight. The time differential there means you're adjusting your breathing in and out differently, which is actually moving your diaphragm around in a very therapeutic way. It's almost like a, an internal massage. And it really has this tendency to reduce anxiety in kids. And boy, aren't we facing a lot of anxiety challenges with kids right now. So this is a great way to really help kids get relaxed and starting to focus. So I'm kind of going, you know, in, in either order here, you could try either or first. The last thing I want to mention in today's episode is something called story therapy. This is a really cool thing that's been around for millennia, but we're, researchers are starting to take a closer look at this. Teachers, by nature of who they are, are storytellers. They may not realize this, but they're constantly up there on stage telling stories, and they've developed this over the years. And even if you need to borrow a story from somebody or have you know, a story be told, a TED Talk is a great concept of this while you're learning how to get better at this. The reason story therapy is so beneficial to kids is that when you're telling a very engaging story, something that kids are interested in, you're able to actually get them to mirror their brain patterns in the same way the storyteller is, which means they're actually living vicariously, like literally through the story. And if it can be a motivational, supportive, inspirational kind of story, you think about any great inspiring movie you ever got lulled into, you feel great after seeing this. And it's the same concept, story therapy, 
watching a great TED talk, a teacher who's a great orator. These are all ways we can leverage getting kids to be thinking more positively in a world where so much negative feedback tends to hit them externally. These are all ways to engineer focus for kids. And I think it's really important that we leverage these and many other examples I'm going to be sharing on upcoming podcasts. I'm going to be sharing some links in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to come back. I have a very special guest on an upcoming episode. His name is DDP or Dallas Diamond Page. He's a personal connection of mine and he suffered through dyslexia as a child and all the way up until his middle ages. And he talks about his amazing story of transformation and it ties right into all this work. So I can't wait to share that because kids can benefit from it. Thank you. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.